Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into the drive here on 93 The Ville. Mark Dennis, Tyler Griever. Our phone lines are open. 8150-939-3831-939 as we get uh, towards the close of the college basketball regular season on the men's and women's sides uh, and head into uh, the blessed postseason that is college basketball, both conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. It really is the best time of the year. Uh, all of us, though, just sort of live on the NFL's calendar now. Uh, and we have entered into... On top of all of this, the free agency period, the pre-draft free agency period, and and everyone, of course, just uber focused on what's going to happen with Lamar uh, and his contract with the with the Ravens. Is a lengthy story on ESPN today by Jeremy Fowler uh, and uh, Jameson Hensley, I think, is their their beat writer uh, about this entire season. You know, being played, having not settled their contract issues. And the, uh, the Lamar's sort of feelings toward the Ravens, their feelings towards him, and it, I'm beginning to feel like there's, he's not coming back to Baltimore because I think they underestimated him in this regard. I'm not saying that Lamar is doing this for other people, but I think they underestimated that he would buckle and take less than what he's asking for at some point to get it done. Yep. And he's not. No, and it's... and uh, He's I, not going to let go. Uh, I don't think he is, and it's something I've said before about, you know, I think the context of, of knowing the organization and the way they typically operate is, is pretty key on this one. Uh, because I'll, I'll expand it beyond Lamar for a second, and... and me laying this out does not mean I agree with it, honestly, because we're kind of at an unprecedented point here when you look at Ravens history in terms of they've never been in this situation. Like, you can point to the Flacco negotiations and stuff. Obviously, Joe Flacco is a much different case than Lamar Jackson. Even when Joe Flacco was playing good football, he was not the electric presence that Lamar is. Um, but the Ravens just are, are not a team that is apt to give out deals like that to anybody not not just Lamar Jackson and they love draft picks 
they fully believe in building through the draft. And I've said before, if a team comes to the table and offers them a crazy trade package that includes like, I don't know, three first round picks and two second rounds or two first and two second plus whatever compensation they the other team has to to give up in order to even talk to Lamar, then I'm not going to be surprised if they do it. Doesn't mean I agree with it, but it it lines up with how they've approached this from a team building aspect really ever since be, they became a thing in, in this league or really started having success in the league. Yeah, I, I think they underestimated Lamar's willingness to simply hang tight. And he's not, I don't think he's going to relent. I just saw Greg Rosenthal tweet a little while ago that, look, if the Ravens don't want to give him that deal, somebody will. And I, re- I don't think that the Ravens are dug in like in defensive management for the NFL. I think they just don't want to do it. And that not giving out fully guaranteed deals, smart if you're a team. It sucks for the players, but it's smart. It is like, why would you do that if you don't have to? If you could get Lamar for anything less than that, that's great. I understand the business sense of it. I don't think they're doing it to save the whole league from having to do this, and I don't think Lamar is out here doing it to get everyone these deals. But I do think both sides are pretty keenly aware that if if they let Deshaun Watson be more than just the exception, and they and Lamar it works and he gets this deal out of them. Oh, there's a wave of it coming then. It, that's exa- look what's coming down the road. Yep. Joe Burrow is going to get ex- even more yep. right after, and then. Pat Mahomes is going to be like, look. Jalen Hurts? Exactly. It's a whole it's line coming. of guys. So I, I think they're both aware of like what's out there and what's possibly would be sort of the fallout of this happening. But I don't think that it means – I don't think they're doing it for that reason. But I think they're both aware of it. And Lamar might take the hit here. Like I could legitimately see him holding out to get yeah. him. Uh, it, it's a really weird deal because I'm not trying to both sides this. But I can just kind of see where everybody's coming from without trying to... Uh, look, it's going to happen where somebody is going to be made to be like the bad guy in this scenario. Where Lamar's going to get that ta- that like selfish tag by people, which is unwarranted and it's not fair to him. And then the Ravens are going to get the tag of like... Oh, here's another entity or whatever that's like not fully sold on Lamar Jackson or doesn't believe this, that, or the other. And I don't think that's really fair either. But it's so funny to me that the barometer we're using for all of this is a hapless organization like hmm. the Cleveland Browns, who the real culprits here. Nobody is looking to Cleveland for like, hey, that's how you do business. For a guy who Listen, I think Deshaun Watson is a talented dude, but even when he got back on the field last year... It's not like he set the world on no, fire. No, right? it wasn't like he was great right. by any means. So I really can't blame a team for not wanting to give out that kind of guaranteed money when there is literally only one case of it. And it's an extremely questionable one. I can't blame the Ravens for that. They, they've done... However you want to slice this, and I feel like I got the backing to to say this, the Ravens have done a lot more good business than bad business in their years as an NFL franchise. They have. There's a reason they have a solid reputation as an organization. So, look, my feelings are well known. I'm like, I'm going to hate it if Lamar's gone. I'm going to be pissed probably for a few days because out of all this crap, 
on entertaining football. I've won, I can't say crap football because they've won a lot, but it's just going to be so different because there's no guarantee you're going to find anybody who can even compare. Like it's that that's the other side of this. It's like okay, you don't want to you don't want to give that. That's fine, but now you're in the spot that nobody wants to be in. You don't have a guy. You can convince yourself you have a stopgap, but you don't have a guy. And that's the worst spot to be in the NFL these days. 8150-939. That's uh, the number if you want to get in here. 3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line. An interesting development. Not at all a surprise, but worth paying attention to uh, right now, at least. And that is Jeff Bezos, you know, the CEO of Amazon, more money than God, has retained the services of a New York uh, investment firm, Allen and Company. They are the ones who have facilitated the last two sales of NFL franchises. Uh, and so with the commanders now up for sale, everyone has has long thought that he was going to be uh, a player for that. If you're the NFL, doesn't make you sad at all to think about Jeff Bezos being in your ownership group there. Uh, and this is sort of the new era of sports ownership where these these – People are filthy rich before they get there. Yeah, it's it's absurd. In fact, and don't don't really depend on the money from these teams. It will it will I would think it will dramatically change the fortunes of that franchise. To, well, just first of all, to be rid of Snyder, who is oh, objectively yeah. a yeah. miserable, sad sack of crap. Yeah, and a bad businessman at the same time. Yeah, he's the worst owner in sports, and in, in my eyes, like just being able to, no matter what that franchise has done in recent years he hangs over them it's a cloud it's and and it's amazing because and i don't have to tell you this because you remember watching like washington was a model franchise they were the model i like with with joe gibbs and and, uh you know jack Kent cook was the owner back then and winning three super bowls with three different quarterbacks and the hogs and And they were always good yeah and they had great players i mean art monk and and daryl green john riggins and all those guys and just compare and contrast how they were viewed then to how they are viewed now and it is an amazing fall from grace and and you can't you can't tell that story without pinning it on dan snyder as the face of it so just for that franchise to be able to be rid of that has intrinsic value just on the face Uh, it doesn't guarantee anything whatsoever uh i'm pretty intrigued to see how the eric the enemy thing goes with them uh i think it's ridiculous that he has to well quote unquote has to take this step to really get that head another like a bigger dosage of head coaching consideration to actually like land one of those jobs uh but listen if it's we just hired eric Bieniemy and we have a new owner that's about as positive of a oh, yeah. a PR jump as that team's had in quite some time. There are few things worse as sports fans. And Chris, we'll get to Chris here in just a second. There are few things worse as sports fans than knowing your owner sucks. Yeah, Orioles fans know it with Angelos mm-hmm. out in Baltimore. When your owner is part of the problem, I think Reds, uh, Reds it's, fans it's a are prison sentence it. in yeah. terms of fandom. It's terrible. And one thing to sort of tie these two things together, these owners who are filthy rich – and are used to being able to to very much throw their weight around and not have to be one of the things about being mega rich. You don't have to be patient about anything. Yeah, and look at Steve Cohn with the Mets. Yep, uh, the Panthers same way with the ownership group that you know that bought Tepper them. Yeah, them. like yep. he's filthy rich. Bezos same thing. Those guys 
will pay Lamar. Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, and that's that's the the thing that always has to be at the back of your head if if you're a Ravens fan or in the Ravens organization. No question. We can do that. We'll trade for him. It, 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 guaranteeing two hundred fifty million dollars to Lamar wouldn't make Jeff Bezos even unlock his phone. Yeah, he wouldn't even think about it. All right, let's get Chris in here. And if you want to follow Chris, the number is eighty one fifty ninety three nine. Chris, welcome into the drive. And I think the bell's up. Hey, thanks so much for taking the call. I, I, I wanted to thank you guys for this conversation on this. Uh, on the guaranteed contract, uh, you know, <clears throat> you, you know, we can take Lamar out of it. We're we're kind of emotionally attached because yeah. it is Lamar. Sure. But I'm telling you guys, those those guaranteed contract things, I, I just I hate them. Now I'm not I'm a I'm a really I'm a sports nut, and you know, talking contracts isn't um, too terribly exciting for right. me, but. You know, I mean, I've got roasted on the on the Louisville, you know, forum for you know my take on this thing, and it's it's exactly what Tyler was saying. I mean, it has you know, you know, it's you know Baltimore as a franchise, and I agree with what you all are saying, but there's something about this that franchise I just can't stand. Um, I don't know if it's their stinky uniforms or what, but anyway, um, (laughs) you know, I'd like for Lamar to get out of there. And, you know, uh, I think I, could, I can't for the life of me understand what was going through Cleveland's head hmm. to give Watson what they gave him. Because, I mean, I wasn't even sure the guy was ever going to see the field again, you know, based upon his uh, off-the-field uh, antics. But, you know, it's another discussion for another day. But, you know, quite frankly, I think that's hurt Lamar because, you know, it's easy for somebody to take a look at that situation and say, well, you know, how's that, how's that working out for Cleveland? Now, it's not really fair because, uh, you know, Lamar does not have that baggage. But, you know, uh, again, uh, there, you know, there isn't any other, uh, you know, uh, situations like this. But, uh, you know, these guaranteed contracts, man, I, I tell you, I think they stink. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, and football, pro football is so unique. Uh, it's so different than baseball and basketball, where these smaller franchises can compete uh, based upon the, you know the the structures of how these guys are paid and so on and so forth. Um, and also the the other thing, uh, changing totally 180. Yeah. Um, that baseball team. Uh, uh, I tell you what, I think Dan McDonald has really got something special. Um, you know, I know it's early, and I know who they've played, and so on and so forth. But he's got some really good-sized pitchers on that team with some real good, lively arms. They're going to have to work out some kinks. But those everyday players, too. Holy cow! I think he's got something special. And uh, so I, he was on the other week, uh, last week on your station. I yep. got so damn excited, I just had to go ahead and get me some season tickets out there. There you go. And I'm going to enjoy it, and uh, I hope others uh, jump in as well. Uh, hey, thanks for taking my call, yeah. but uh, yeah, thanks on that on that contract conversation. Yeah, you appreciate that, Chris. Thank you for Thank for you. saying that. Yeah, sometimes we uh, we worry about nerdy stuff, uh, f- annoying people. Is glad to know that it doesn't do that uh, to everybody. Yeah. Uh, we'll work in reverse order. The baseball team enjoyed be- being out there. Yeah, it, it, without question, it. His program and Jeff's, like the longest, Jeff Walls, the longest, most sustained success on campus, without question. Yep. And they 
when you're just around everyone, there's an established culture and a way of doing things. And when people come in from the outside, they become us, it, them. You know what I mean? Like they, yep. they know there's a way of doing things. It's proven. It's successful. It wins in college. It puts people in the major leagues. And everyone, it, you have people falling all over themselves to get into it to where Jeff, uh, uh, Dan's got guys committed through 2027, 2028. <laughs> and, you know, these kids that are very, very young because they want to make sure they, they sort of lock their spots down. Uh, so he's, it's rolling and it's almost self perpetuating, which is always the dream of one of these coaches at one of these elite places. Yeah, no, he's done a great job of building a, you know exactly what to expect year in and year out which is why a couple years ago was kind of an anomaly for them when they missed the tournament they got back to it last year and i mean anybody who even the people who live and breathe college baseball with all the rankings and such see what kind of talent they have this year so they should be right in the mix and and then working back into the the guaranteed contract discussion uh it's uncharted territory for the league in general and the, the nfl has always benefited from getting its having the financial foresight to sort of get things set up in such a way that it has allowed the whole league to grow and they don't have the small market problem that major league baseball and the nba have where people legitimately don't think teams like the rays or the a's or the bucks up until now but somebody like like the mat like the magic or the jazz like just can't keep free agents and you just, you you just yeah. sort of the pacers into eternity just sort of churning mid level playoff teams at best, you know that stuff doesn't exist in the NFL. Green Bay can win Super Bowls. Yeah, it's I was about to say Green Bay is is a total just outlier in the grand scheme of professional sports. Uh, I can already tell. I think me trying to understand the Ravens thinking on this is is rubbing some people the the wrong Try. way. Uh, but I've been steadfast from day one. Like, I so badly want Lamar to stay as the Ravens quarterback. Like, let's let's make all of that clear that if this ends up working to the point where the Ravens trade him, I, I am not going to be pleased with that by any stretch. And I've also been on the record before, even before I even ever came here, that I have always been more worried about the Ravens falling short of Lamar Jackson than Lamar Jackson falling short on the Ravens. And it's because as much credit as I will give them for the mostly winning tradition they have had since they won that first Super Bowl back in 2000, I also think they have been hesitant to adapt and or really change some of their philosophy on some things to better compete. They seem like the the last franchise in the NFL even with a player that's transformational like Lamar's, to just embrace the fact that no, like defense doesn't win championships anymore. Yeah, it's you just don't, and it's frustrating, and that's the part that frustrates me because you see the results in recent years to where it's like, okay, like you guys are still in it, but man, you could be so much better right, right here. You know, it, it's tough to watch the success Philly has on offense and see that like. We literally have the guy who could run that better than anybody. While the Ravens are running a Tech Mobile offense. Right. And uh, I say all that. I'm excited to have Todd Munkin. I think I Todd Munkin was good. a great hire, but I want to see him with Lamar Jackson. I don't want right. to see him with 
Uh, I don't even know who the stopgap would be. I guess you know you have Huntley on the roster, but that you're not going to win anything with that. Uh, it's it's scary. Like I I do not want it to happen. Me spending time going into all the other details of this is more of like okay, if this happens, this is why it's probably going to happen. Uh, because look, I, I think the the Ravens are a bit of a different beast when it comes to the league. A couple of other texts and texture says that Chris's call was the worst take on guaranteed contracts ever. Guarantee contract. Look, it's not fun to talk about contracts. It's not talk. It's not fun to talk about contracts or taxes or yeah. uh, market sizes or television deals or any of that stuff. No, it's not. But when you're a fan, it is a factor. And for fans, guaranteed contracts are kind of the worst thing because it can it can hamstring you, whoever you're a fan of. And the NFL is is very fortunate. You can be a fan of a team and they can just get rid of a guy, and there really aren't financial implications except for in the extreme short term by and large and if the guarantee contracts come in like with the nba or with with major league baseball whatever it would make a big difference it would make a big change probably would be perceived in for the worst for fans but the play like if there was ever a league where the players deserve the most sort of guarantees for what they're put their bodies through it's the nfl i've i have always wondered who maybe would have the fortitude to sort of force this on the league because it's not a rule you know it's not collectively bargained it's just a matter of players agreeing to these contracts or not it's it's a trend through setting one or precedent if you will i think owners are are either implicitly or explicitly making sure the ravens know like you you can't do this uh, i think there's a there's a ton of pressure with that and that's the kind of pressure and talk that will likely never see the the light of day that that's going on behind closed doors between Steve Biscotti and the rest of the owners in, in the league. For those unaware, Steve Biscotti's the, the owner of the Ravens. Uh, and I saw, I think it was Diana Rossini put out today that while Lamar is negotiating without an agent, I think he is getting some guidance from the Players Association, yep. which even lends more credence to what you're saying in that this is a little bigger than Lamar Jackson and the baltimore ravens like yeah. this is going everyone's to be, watching this this is going no one more worried than the Bengals. this has the potential to really change the the precedent of how this stuff happens uh which you know you go back a couple years ago and you see what kansas city paid mahomes that contract from the team standpoint yeah looks better every day for them they got it out of the way very early on and i think it it benefited them now if Mahomes ever comes back around on it and says, "All right, well, let's revisit this," you know, let's I think I deserve a little bit more. That'll be an interesting conversation to have. Um, but no, Lamar and, and the Ravens and how this turns out is is going to have some, I think, some widespread ramifications around the league. Texture wants to know if Bezos gave Lamar for the fully guaranteed five years, two fifty, mm-hmm. uh, and Lamar gets hurt and he can't play, would that money continue to count against the cap, or the owners could just pay it? Uh, the way that these, my understanding, of the way these contracts, they would still count against the cap, fully guaranteed. They'd pay it, but you do get a little bit of a discount if they're on injured reserve in terms of what counts against your cap. But the entire signing bonus, they have to put that money up in escrow the day you sign the deal. It's why the Raiders were rumored to have moved on, for, traded Khalil Mack when they did, because a lot of people don't believe Mark Davis had that money. Yeah, like just like cash poor as an NFL owner, and he's the other end of the. Spectrum, like the Raiders are all that guy has. 
yeah. in terms of money. And there are still a few of those in the league, but that's changing. But they got to put that full signing bonus up. You would get that, no problem. Yeah. And you would still get all of the money in the deal, but they do. I believe they do get a little bit of a discount if you're on injury reserve. L- Lamar's enough of a, a talent and a, a game-changing one that I, I fully believe there's going to be somebody out there who will pay that price. Greg Rosenthal just tweeted that. An NFL yeah. you know, beat writer that covers the NFL said, if the Ravens don't want that, somebody else will. If you are a franchise that's just sort of lingering and just languishing. Oh, if you're desperate. You get Lamar and you give him that money, five years, 250 like that's not he be he'll be thirty one. Yep. He would still be younger than Derek Carr is now. Yep. No, there are teams who uh are not even desperate ones. I mean teams that are the Falcons. A quarterback away yes. from really doing something, they will reevaluate. Even if they have a guy on their team who is like who's okay and he's fine, everybody will reevaluate that situation if if Lamar's on the table. No questions asked. Uh especially if you if you have that that five-year window is what you're looking at of trying to win a Super Bowl and really push for one, then, yeah, you're, you're going to consider that as an option. No questions asked. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, putting the fan cap on me, uh, it hurts. There's no getting around that. It it sucks, man. It absolutely sucks because the this is the one position – Oh, I guess wide receiver, too, because we don't have a great track record with that one. Do not. No, very bad. But quarterback just eluded this team for so long. So long. And even Joe, who I'll defend him, and he had a good run with the Ravens. Like, he's not this guy. It's a lonely we, club you're in. I, we just people that defend, defend I know, Joe Flacco. It's fine. I'll, I'll stand here with the, the flag and just do it. But, man, we have been waiting to have a guy like this. And if, if this is how it ends, like, kind of ugly and, and the sides, like, pointing at, oh, you didn't want to negotiate this or give me this, like, man, that really sucks. Like, not even just for the on-field stuff. Right. But for for how well Lamar has carried himself and, yeah. and in, in all aspects, it, it's not going to be a, a good look. All right, but I want you to predict what happens. Where Who does Lamar play for next year? There's a part of me that thinks the tag is going to get put on him, and he's going to end up playing this year. I I I don't know why. I feel like it's a that's kind of the the compromise, if you will, of of this whole. Because I I don't think a deal's getting done. Because out of all of this news that keeps coming out, none of it reads to me like there's progress being made on on an agreement. Um, but I also don't really get the the negative vibes of like Lamar is so unhappy with the organization that he would not like play this coming season I, I don't get that I, I don't get the okay I really don't like this organization the coach everything like that in addition to this situation that I'm going through because I feel like that stuff might play into it as well but honestly this whole damn thing is so unpredictable that I don't even know where to go with it but if I had to, I'd say they tag him, maybe listen to a few offers, and he ends up playing. But that's that's based on just a gut. I think they'll ultimately agree on a deal, but it'll be it'll be f- structured in such a way that both sides get to look like they they held strong and got what they wanted. That he will not get five for two fifty guaranteed. Oh, I don't think. But he'll get they'll that structure it. It'll be in. It'll be huge. 
It'll be the biggest ever. He will look like he has accomplished something in terms of sort of forcing more guaranteed money out of a team than anybody ever has. And it'll be structured in such a way that I think incentive-wise, maybe he'll get to beat what Deshaun Watson has. And then everyone saves face. That's my prediction. You really so it sounds like you're a little more positive on this than than I am in terms of just getting the deal done. Why yeah, is, I think they've just wanted that? to hold down. I think they've just wanted to. Neither side has wanted to look like they gave up on something big. Yeah, you know, Lamar forcing a sort of fully guaranteed deal, and the Ravens not letting there be another one, mm-hmm. both for their their own future deals and for the NFL, and they'll find a way to save face for both. That's me. Well, and, and again, I think I say this every time we talk about this, but it it always bears repeating. Even the reporting on this is kind of in some weird territory because you're dealing with Lamar, who doesn't have an yeah. agent, who doesn't leak anything, and whose camp like just is airtight. Isn't campaigning. No, not right. at all. And the Ravens are pretty famous, too, for not really leaking right. a whole lot. Yep. So some of this information that comes out and some of the reports feel a little speculative to me. Or, or at times I'll read something and I'm like, okay guys that that's not news like the tag's always been in play here we've known the tag has been in play here for a long time i don't see why this is getting traction today make no mistake i think this story today that came out from espn is absolutely like lends some some new light to some things and and shines a different perspective on it and gives us some more information to work with uh but i don't anticipate there being anything crazy coming out of it until you know Lamar holds the cards with some of that and, and the Ravens do too and what they're going to leak and what they're not going to leak so I hope you're right I hope there's a deal and because the alternative is I'm going to start looking at QB draft prospects and cry Baltimore Ravens quarterback Will Levis I would just <laughs> can't do it man can't do it alright let's go ahead and take a quick break here we'll turn our attention back to basketball here continue to take your calls your texts here throughout on the drive on the Thunderbolt we'll be right back Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis and Tyler Griever. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Tyler Griever. We had Jeff Walls on earlier this week, and we always enjoy the fact that Jeff is a participant and a consumer of sports radio. Yeah. He's happy to do it. He understands the value of coming on the shows with all of us uh, and is a listener. I, th- I think it, if I had to say, of all the coaches, especially successful ones, who also just sort of seem to just be general sports fans too, Jeff is way, way up yeah. there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so I love the idea of him listening to our shows and like agreeing or disagreeing with what we're saying and that sort of thing. Uh, and he clearly does that. Oh, yeah. And he did so yesterday when he was available and revealed that he <laughs> certainly disagreed with, with Mark Blakebaker's assessment of uh, the Louisville women's basketball team this season. So that's as well as I'll set it up and we can just go to it now to take it away. Week is concerned. You, it, it, like you said, if you win, you can, you know, you kind of control your own destiny. And it's been a little bit of an up and down season, but to have the final week to where you're at home and you control your own destiny, it's all you can ask for, isn't it? No, it's great. I mean, you know, I, it's I the uh, uh, opportunities. I was drive, dr- dr- driving in this morning. I like, you know, I I'll, I'll, I'll listen to our ninety three nine cards radio, and you know, uh, a Blake and Baker. I think he's been to one game, you know. And you I'm giving him grief here. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it's not been a year that we're used to. So I text him and I called Drew and I called in. I'm like, I know. I mean, we're, we're 20 and 9 and my wife makes me eat outside. I can't even come in the house for, for, for dinner. You know, it's been such a terrible year. My kids are embarrassed to go to school. I mean, it's, it's awful. Uh, you know, I, we've gotten to a point, of course, do, do I wish we were... 25 and 4? Of course. But I'm not going to sit here and say it's, you know, it's been a bad year at 29 with two games left here at home to play. Uh, we've lost two in <clears throat> overtime. Uh, you know, we've had games where we've, we've been right there. We're, we're down three at Duke with, with 40 seconds to go. We lose in overtime at, at, at Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, it's a two-point. I mean, there's several games that can go either way. Um, it, it's just I'm hoping we can put it all together here for this last month and a half because we're close. We're really close. But a- All right, that's good enough. You got uh, Jeff Walls calling for Mark Blankenbaker's receipts. He referred <laughs> to him as Mark Blankenbaker. Who's been to one game this year? <laughs> that was great. Mark is is truly one of the con- the most uh, confounding people I've ever known because he somehow manages to to annoy the hell out of fans of everybody else for blatant homerism, and he knows it. But at the same time will take kind of random stances like against that you know against U of L. Yeah. And then annoy people at U of L. So you have like Homer people will like give the worst Homer ever and then Jeff Wall's like Blake Baker didn't go to our games. Like I, it's very hard to and be I, I don't even know what to Mark, be in such a to be such a fa- like a fan like he is to where you get hate from both directions. I don't even know what Mark said about the team. I have no clue. I don't know if he like said it was a down year or whatever, but I think with, with and I've talked about this off. I did it with Dave on the on the post game show last time we did it, and in any discussion about Louisville women's hoops this year, it's the way people view this season is a product of the success that they have had, to where people just oh, what ACC opponent are we playing? It's not this highly ranked team. Oh, we should win by twenty. That hasn't happened this year. Uh, I do think Jeff makes some good points throughout the season about that the ACC is very, very good. 
this year in women's basketball. Like they will have many teams in the tournament. They have multiple teams who can make a run. Good teams, yes. yes. I, and the competition is is better. So I give them some of that. But they've also, you know, struggled with consistency throughout the season because they'll play a couple quarters where they look like the preseason top 10 team that they were billed as and then they will turn the ball over at a really alarming rate for a five minute stretch that costs them uh, a game and it has cost them some games uh so they are a bit of a it's a weird evaluation from the standpoint of like we're used to knowing what we're getting from this program this time of year and i could see it going really either way at this point maybe they get on a heater and make a deep run because they have the talent to be able to do it. But And Jeff is one of those coaches. I'll let you finish. He's yeah. also, just to add to that, he is a coach that I think has shown a, a real proclivity for for getting a team ready for the tournament. Like he's a good yeah. NCAA tournament coach. And that's that's a real thing to where you know almost regardless of what the team has been like, if you see them in your bracket, you're like crap. Because yeah. he's he is always good at that, and I'm with you. No no outcome for this team would shock me at all. If they're in the final four again, it wouldn't stun me in the least. He said that a lot about last year's group too, uh, and something he referenced yesterday was like, "Look, I said a million times last year, it wouldn't shock me if we got knocked out in the second round or went to the final four. And, and I think a similar line of thinking could be applied to this group. I'll admit, I think if they make the final four, I will be a, a little surprised in all of this because. They just haven't shown the ability to consistently put it together against some elite teams this year. They've been so close in some of these games, whether it was Notre Dame last week, Virginia Tech earlier in the season. Uh, I think Notre Dame this Sunday is, is a yeah. huge game for them, not overlooking Miami tonight because that, that will also be uh, big for their season line. But the bottom line is nobody's used to seeing L women's basketball at this point flirt with the, the seven to six to nine seed range depending on what goes on here. And, and they could improve it quite a bit if they win these next two and, and go on a run in the ACC tournament. But and Jeff's an adaptable coach. He, he's obviously very good X's and O's wise. So nothing would surprise me, but it, it's just a different process for fans this year as opposed to previous years. It is nice to remember, though, what it's like to have a program where you have expectations and – and you get to be disappointed if they're struggling. Yeah. Like, we haven't given up on that, right? We do remember what that's supposed to be like, right? Yeah. It's, uh, there's, again, he is a, I don't want to use the word victim, but uh, maybe of just a victim of his own success here is that that's what's going to get held against you. You've raised the level of expectations so much that it gets held against you when you're not living up to him. I think the newsworthy part of that, in addition to just giving Blankenbaker a hard time, which is pretty funny, is uh, an, an admission by a successful coach that they listen and read things. Because you yeah. would swear, if you listen to just about every other coach, that they've never listened to sports radio ever. They don't look at anything. They don't read anything. They never know anything. Calipari's never seen the video. Like it, whatever it is, they have no idea what it is. They barely heard about it from somebody else, and that's it. I, I at least found it refreshing from Jeff to admit, yeah, listen to ninety three. I'm on the radio. I'm yeah. in the car. Good. Yeah, he's Good. a, he's a pretty blunt. Also, dude. do what Jeff doesn't listen. <laughs> he's a blunt guy, though. I mean, yes. if if he disagrees with with something that 
that you're seeing or, or think you're seeing. Like, I don't think he has much of a problem calling that out, even in a news conference at all. And, and for me, for, from the chair that I sit in, I welcome it. That's great. You know, because I, I totally get that I'm not ever going to see the game the way you see it. And vice versa, you probably will never see it how I see it. So if you feel, if either one of us feel that that end of the bargain is not being held up in, in trying to fairly understand it, then yeah, call me on it. That's fine. Just don't be afraid when it comes back your way. That's all, that's all any of this is about, really. Um, but they have a good group. There's Sunday for Mikasa will be, uh, I think, emotional, not only for just her and Jeff, but the, the fan base feels such an attachment to Mikasa Robinson and the way she plays and how she's carried herself over her career here at Louisville. And the idea of her possibly coaching here was kind of like brought up yesterday. You know, is that something you're interested in, in doing after you're done? Like if you, if you don't play and she's definitely interested in coaching and I don't think she would mind being here as an assistant if they can I wouldn't it be shocked about that at all it's it's one of those things Chrissy Banta said it a million times like that it'd be the least surprising thing to come out of the offseason and uh, you know obviously that would mean either she has to replace somebody or you're adding a position on the staff somewhere to make that happen uh, but if there was a player you were going to make it happen for Mikasa is probably a, a great uh, person and the one thing I'll say on her before we kind of probably move on She's really been asked to do more this season, I think, yeah. than she's probably ever been asked to do before. Because she's never had to be the de facto point guard. Yeah. And that's what she is now. And it was the best move Jeff's made all year. So not only is she the team's best defender, uh, smartest player, and in many ways, I think kind of who everybody looks to is like the embodiment of like what the program wants. Now she's the ball handler. And the point guard in a lot of these scenarios. So she's been asked to carry quite a bit this year, and I think she's done it very, very well. Yeah, he's had to do, I think, a lot of mixing and matching, more than we're used to, Yeah, uh, and later into the year. Uh, but I I still think there's a possibility that the, it's him trying to figure out who answers their questions, not if they have answers. Uh, I didn't listen to Mark talk about Nate Oates this morning, but I probably disagreed with it, and that's okay. Well, cause somebody, I, we had somebody a number of texts text in saying he uh, pissed everybody off. I guess defending Nate Oates this morning. Here's what I'll say about Mark. In any, and this applies, I think, in every single situation there is. He may annoy you, but there's 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 not a more loyal person in the world, and he gives less than zero expletives what you think about what he thinks about anything. In some ways, I envy that about him. He just does not care if you don't like what he thinks about something. And sometimes that's enviable. Sometimes that's, uh, hey, shut up. You're making us look bad. Yeah. But by and large, it's pretty enviable. He's, he's never, ever telling you something he doesn't actually think. And he's never, ever just following orders. I promise you that. Well, in that topic as a whole, I, I appreciate what Matt said earlier when we had him on in that this is not something that is going to die down or, or go away. It's only going to take more spotlight as this goes on because like it or not Alabama's one of the best teams in the country and Brandon Miller's one of the best players in the country and it's going the the more they play and the more they're on big stages like this will be a huge story uh and really who am I 
I feel for amongst anybody else in all of this is the victim's family and, and their loved ones because they're still trying to process an unthinkable loss. And now you're doing it with literally everybody watching. And that makes it, I mean, it's, it's good in some ways because you can share the injustice that's, that's happened here and your side of things. But also, I would think it, it affects your grieving process and it's difficult to do when everybody is watching. The only, thing, the only other thing I want to say about that situation at all is, and this primarily I think applies to Alabama and Alabama-focused media, I'm making a plea Please, because he had like forty, like a almost a triple double, a forty-one game winner last yeah, night in yeah, a weird yeah. game against South Carolina. I am begging. No matter what you think about what happened, no matter what you think about what NATO's had to say, what they should do, uh, there have been people who've been reckless on the other side of them. Clay Travis saying that it was his gun and things like that. Yeah, it's Be shocking that Clay Travis is an idiot. But please resist. Catch yourself before you put anything down on paper or down on uh, on the screen. He is not overcoming. They are not overcoming adversity by playing well after one of their teammates helped murder somebody. Please don't do that. Yeah. Well. And it, it, we hear about this crap and we see this stuff all the time. He is not a hero, Brandon Miller, like for, for playing basketball after all this. Nate Oates is not. They're not doing a good job tuning out the distractions don't do it don't try to lionize any of this it's gonna happen it. it's already you, happening it, it's i think even uh who was it kevin o, o'connor or o'connor yes. from the the ringer I, I, who I, I like yeah, yeah yeah but he said something about what what it, the controversy i think is yeah. how he termed it and i'm like man that's there are certain things that like reveal that I think some people are just used to strictly talking about sports and like nothing else at times. And this is one of those things that you need to have some some layers to this. Like th- this is not a a discussion where it becomes a take fest on something. And the sports are not the important part. No. So don't try to <laughs> make it about import- that. The least important part uh, of all of this. So I it's it, you know again going back to to what Matt said, not only this situation, but what's happened at New Mexico State, and and really, Chris Beard. it's there are many many stories like this in, in college basketball this year that shed some light on everything that goes on around it, and they're extremely serious issues. Eighty one fifty ninety three nine. That's uh, the number if you'd like to get in here. Thirty eight thirty one ninety three nine for the UPS job. Sex. I do want to remind you, everyone. Uh, we have not had to, very many opportunities to have to do this this year for the women's side, uh, but we are out a little bit early today. Typically, they, those games have been played at seven, and and yeah. it's only a half hour network pregame. But tonight's game with Senior Day festivities and all that sort of thing six, so we're out at five thirty. So we'll be out a little bit early for network pregame coverage of. Uh, the Louisville women's basketball game tonight, and there is uh, post game coverage, uh, I believe, as well. Uh, after that, so stick it here, keep it here, like you always do, like Jeff Walls does. Leave it on ninety three nine. We'll be good to go. <laughs> That's a pretty good endorsement. Turns I'll into, into an advertisement of things. Yeah, they they have a 
I think they could use a win over Notre Dame on, on Sunday to to help some of their cases for things. But get, but that doesn't mean you can overlook Miami tonight. Uh, I don't think they, uh, you know, winning these next two and then making a nice run in the ACC tournament might be able to help them with some seeding uh, on some things. But also just in a general like feeling like you're hitting your stride at the right time. There's still you know five and one since they made a starting lineup change. So something is has clicked or, or worked yep. there. But I think if, if they really want to take keep taking steps forward, like getting some more production from Morgan Jones and continuing to play defense the way that you're used to seeing them play over the years is, is pretty key. I think they could also just use for themselves uh, the psychological boost of beating somebody unequivocally good. Yeah. Heading into the tournament, and again, I'll just repeat: Jeff was burned by the fact. I think he tried to sort of milk the roster last year a little bit, and and he when he said it when, when he was on with us earlier this week that he you know played around with the roster a little bit, and he felt like it cost them the end of the Miami game in the ACC tournament. They're not going to do that this year. No, they can't. No, it, that's not happening this time. No, there's no like tinkering or testing things out. Like they're they're going all out every every single game because they need every single game. And this team, I think they need the reps. Like they need the confidence that comes from sort of winning some of these games. They've been close. Yep. They've played three quarters or more with, a, with multiple teams that are pretty elite. They need to finish one. But if they do, you look out. Oh, no. No questions asked. I mean, I the, the thing you said earlier about a coach or a team seeing Louisville in a bracket, no matter what the seed is, I think is absolutely true because the track record is there. The talent is there, and I don't think anybody. I think everybody would like to avoid a Louisville team that, for once, might be flying a little bit under the radar. With they don't have the high seed next to their name or the pristine ranking or, or anything like that. This is a good team. It's a good team that's competed with the best of them, and and even you know they beat North Carolina earlier in the year. I, I would be fascinated to see what kind of discussion we would be having about them if. Haley Van List shot at the end of regulation against Virginia Tech goes in and they end up beating Virginia Tech or if they beat Notre Dame last week like those like literally just those two games whatever dramatic oh I agree or even if you don't go historically ice cold in the fourth quarter against NC State how much does that change things but but that's how fragile it it really is uh the difference between winning and losing at this level especially when you're an elite program like they are but they can do damage they just gotta string it together for longer stretches all right we're gonna take one break come back here Texture says, "Be careful what you say." Jeff's listening. <laughs> we fine. know it's okay. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll come back here one more segment. If you want to get in here, you can. Eighty-one fifty ninety through nine on the drive when I'm the vote. Be right back.
Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. <laughs> 